Welcome to One Life Show. My name is DJ Vance. Um joined today by an amazing person. He's actually very excited. He can't wait to speak. I'm introducing him twice, thrice. He's <laughs> uh, called Dan. Uh, he's, yeah. an, he's an amazing thinker. Mm-hmm. Actually, a, a self-proclaimed public intellectual. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in matters of uh, faith, uh, religion, spirituality, economy, and uh, business administration. It's called faith economy. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I never saw that coming. <laughs> I really love it. Faith economy. Yeah, faith economy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I see where we are in terms of uh, research and uh, building up. Uh, super producer Harrison is joining us today uh, as usual. Mm-hmm. He's always there to help us keep with time and levels. Today we're having a very interesting talk. Um, we're going to be talking about light and darkness in reference to morality, which is uh, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, to start us up with, um, I'm going to read from a very interesting excerpt of a book and I believe it's a well-known book it's the Bible mm-hmm. uh, I'm reading from Genesis 1 it's gonna create as uh, three or four verses it's gonna create a context for us uh, Genesis 1 beginning from uh, verse 2 I'm gonna read from King James it says that uh, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5 talks about, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So uh, from that uh, excerpt, I realized that um, there is what we understand with the human uh, mind Mm -hmm. of what light and darkness is. And it has come also to be referenced uh, to to what we see as good or evil. Mm -hmm. So the first question goes, how do you describe to your world what light is and what this darkness is that has been talked about here? To me, I think light in a simple way i just say light is an illumination of uh or the known it's it's whatever has been uh was hidden and now is uh, i'd say is found or in a way and dark is um dark is whatever um i'd say dark is whatever is not hidden not found Mm-hmm. That's how I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd put it. So it, light is... Uh, light is anything that is, is known. That is known. That out, is... That was hidden. That was hidden. So it's knowledge uh, that you come across that, that uh, uh, before you knew it, you're in the darkness. So that's a form of, dark, of darkness you described. Yes, it. yes, yes. And once you know something, that becomes light. Light. So is there a difference between light and truth? Um, I'd say yes. The reason as to why I'm saying yes is because if I were to say, um, there's, there, there, there's, okay, L- let me put it this way. There's light that I might say I, I, ha- I have seen with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I, I can say there's light that I need mm-hmm. to be, to be mo- it's more like a revelation of w- whatever not my physical eyes see Mm -hmm. but my spiritual eyes Mm -hmm. and i think if i am to use that Mm -hmm. then uh, i'd say there's a difference but once i cross over into now talking about it in the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. then i'd say it cancels each other Mm -hmm. and i say that whatever i learn in the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. is truth 
But now, if I'm talking on the physical aspect, mm-hmm. then I'd say I have knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'd use a lot of knowledge, actually. I'd mm-hmm. gather knowledge mm-hmm. and say this is light. Mm-hmm. But uh, at times, they might just be mere facts. Mm-hmm. And truth transcends beyond the facts mm-hmm. and transcends beyond whatever I know and whatever I found. Mm-hmm. Um, or deem that is sensible at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is a light that is um, f- uh, for purposes of me seeing the reality. Mm-hmm. So there's light that is there to interpret reality. Yeah. And there is light that is there that leads me to truth. Yes. If I'm getting you clearly. Yes. So um, if the, there's a difference between light and uh, truth, yeah. Um, I'll go to the other side of uh, when you see an ordinary reality from uh, light. Eh? Mm-hmm. Once you interpret it, does it matter how I interpret it? Is it uh, how you see reality? Do you interpret it from a point of what you see or what you is revealed for you to see? Mm. Let me just put it this way. If I grew up knowing one plus one is three mm-hmm. and you approached me right now and told me one plus one is two, mm-hmm. I grew up all my life knowing one plus one is three. But now you're you're telling me something Mm -hmm. that one plus one is two. Now it's up to me to really look and think and try to reason out. Mm -hmm. Why are you telling me Mm -hmm. one plus one is two? Mm -hmm. But normally what happens is if you come to me with that information that one plus one is two, Mm -hmm. I'd I'd shun you out. I'd I'd, I'd say this is impossible. Mm -hmm. This is is not what I know Mm -hmm. because I'll... I have what I normally know, Mm -hmm. and that is what I hold so dear. So Mm -hmm. if I use that Mm -hmm. to judge or to tell Mm -hmm. or to give an interpretation of whatever you have Mm -hmm. to tell me, Mm -hmm. then in my world at that particular point in time, I'd say Mm -hmm. that whatever you're telling me is wrong. Mm -hmm. But I have not sat down Mm -hmm. and tried to get where you're coming from, Mm -hmm. sit down, Mm -hmm. learn, is there anything beyond whatever I know the one plus one is three? Mm-hmm. Is there a possibility that it might be one plus one is two? Mm-hmm. So I sit down and, and even maybe, who knows, mm-hmm. there's a, even another possibility of one plus one is one. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, I, think it, I think it depends on how the person actually wants to interpret whatever is brought to them, mm-hmm. how they perceive it, how they receive actually mm-hmm whatever is brought to them mm-hmm. is really, um, I'd say it's, it, it defines mm-hmm. the, the situation as to how your life actually is. So just to use your example of um, one plus one is equals to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, arithmetically speaking, mm-hmm. uh, one plus one is two. Yes. Economically <laughs> speaking, um, one plus one is one. Yeah, the economy can. of God. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when two leave uh, their father and mother, become they become one. one. Yeah. So that tells you one plus one becomes one. Yes. Uh, in a logical perspective, one plus one is two. Yes. Now, for me to ask the next question mm-hmm. is to limit uh, the interpretation of it spiritually, mm-hmm. but also I can ask it to help my mind to be able to fathom mm-hmm. what it means when I say that uh, arithmetically one plus one is equals to two. Okay. But uh, in the economy of God, one plus one is equals to one. Mm-hmm. So what is happening here? Uh, I'd even give you another example. Okay. Uh, 
was it five loaves two fish or is it two yes, fish five yes, uh, yes yes yeah it was five loaves two fish yes five plus two is seven yes yes but yes. he fed five thousand yes so that's now that is even beyond the one so but uh the bible talks of multiplication yeah yes and now you see if it's uh yeah I, i'm i'm going back to the economy of god yeah what when you said that two are joined to become one yes and i'm thinking now here there's also another side of uh, faith economics where we say mm-hmm. that two 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 loaves that uh, five loaves two fish yeah. is it i think yeah feed uh, 5000 so if i am to use that yeah. then arithmetically mm-hmm. it is impossible yes I, we'd say i have maybe i ground the loaves and mm-hmm. uh, and and gave them wheat mm-hmm. uh, to lick or something mm-hmm. but you see to top it all mm-hmm. he multiplied mm-hmm. divided mm-hmm. and there were there were still a leftover of yeah. 12 baskets yes. so you see coming to think of that mm-hmm. it's it's beyond whatever our minds can even sit down in a sitting and say mm-hmm. now i have thought this through and this is what happened yeah. but i'm thinking of it this way when we are thinking about those things in 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 that in the spiritual aspect mm-hmm. they actually do not make sense mm-hmm. we we might want to say that was wrong mm-hmm. we we might want to say that was right mm-hmm. but i'm thinking of uh, that particular point that time mm-hmm. that uh, god allowed that to happen mm-hmm. to prove logic wrong Mm-hmm. okay why and he created the logic as well yeah he created the logic but mm-hmm. you see if we are dependent on the logic mm-hmm. we'll miss out we'll heavily miss out mm-hmm. on whatever god tries to tell us in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. uh we'll just uh, be used to saying this is how things work this is mm-hmm. how the this is how science elaborates things to work this is how i am i am wired mm-hmm. but you see we don't look beyond mm-hmm. whatever is there because you see faith comes to defy logic mm-hmm. uh faith comes to prove logic wrong mm-hmm. uh and the reason as to why it proves logic wrong is because mm-hmm. we have held on to logic for so long mm-hmm. and by logic I'll even go beyond and say we you it's the law mm-hmm. and uh we do not even listen mm-hmm. to what more god has to tell us mm-hmm. if i use this example where god healed this guy on a sabbath mm-hmm. the, the the teachers of the law were furious mm-hmm. because they held on to the law that was the logic do not work on a sabbath, sabbath. okay but jesus went beyond mm-hmm. to prove whatever logic they had mm-hmm. uh null and void mm-hmm. and heal this person mm-hmm. on a sabbath mm-hmm. so whatever i'm trying to say mm-hmm. is jesus in a way told them mm-hmm. you are doing this thing wrong mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i want you to look beyond mm-hmm. whatever you have it's okay i've given you this thing mm-hmm. now work it out mm-hmm. those two loaves mm-hmm. uh, uh, those five loaves two fish work them out mm-hmm. and give me enough to feed 5000 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes so if um, i go to uh, let's go back a little bit to light and darkness mm-hmm. i see that god created light out of darkness mm-hmm. um, i had a thought of uh, usually see light and darkness as two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. 
but I had this understanding bro the light and darkness are not uh, two sides of a coin uh, light and darkness is the only coin mm-hmm. they are not parallel dimensions mm-hmm. they belong to one mm-hmm. for me to understand light it means there was a presence of darkness yes for me to understand darkness it means there is an absence of light mm-hmm. and um there is a interesting thing i think it's in verse uh, uh 4 it says that of genesis 1 god saw the light that it was good and god read no 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 i think we go back to true and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit uh, of god moved upon the face of the waters there's one that i'm looking for that says that god divided that's verse 4 it's verse 4 yeah part 2 oh yeah 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 uh, it's verse 4 and god saw the light and it was good and god divided the light from the darkness mm-hmm. so it's like there was a separation between this is dark mm-hmm. and this is light mm-hmm. but we know normally come from a point of usually saying darkness is not bad i mean saying darkness is bad okay but god is showing us a moment of darkness is not bad mm-hmm. because out of the darkness he created something good mm-hmm. so what kind of darkness was god talking about here mm-hmm. and what kind of light was he talking about here um when i'm thinking about the light uh, specifically to the verse 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 3 mm-hmm. uh, i'm thinking of it that there was darkness but now god created light mm-hmm. separate mm-hmm. from darkness it's yeah. like it was there so it, there were two entities yeah um he didn't need the darkness to create the light yeah. and he didn't need the light to create the darkness mm-hmm. but they were both different um entities mm-hmm. and uh here god gives us now the uh, separates make creates the light of from there create says let there be light mm-hmm. then now we have the light and darkness mm-hmm. and uh, uh he calls the light day and the night um uh, light, uh darkness night rather mm-hmm. to me here i'm trying to think of it that when god is actually i'll use this as a metaphor mm-hmm. that at one particular point in time mm-hmm. we all were without form mm-hmm. and void and we were dark Mm-hmm. I think that's how I I I like to to view it. Mm-hmm. Um and the reason is is because as much as yes we are created we were humans yes uh we were working on the face of the earth mm-hmm. and all these things we came from Adam mm-hmm. and all these things that's true. Mm-hmm. But um when I look at it from my perspective I'm looking at it as if that was us before the light mm-hmm. it's like god saw us mm-hmm. and thought there was there's something missing here and decided to bring forth the light mm-hmm. now the the light is where now we have to choose mm-hmm. uh we now we know mm-hmm. we are dark we are uh, without form and void but mm-hmm. you see there's there's something uh, about that verse mm-hmm. it does not tell us anything about the darkness uh, mm-hmm. the light mm-hmm. but it it rather it tells us about darkness was on the face of the deep mm-hmm. but here it just says let there be light and there was light and god saw that it was good mm-hmm. so now we are the ones who have mm-hmm. to be drawn to the light because the light has everything good yeah. it it's talking about the good yeah. now if i looking if i'm looking at the darkness mm-hmm. then i'm i'm looking at it and seeing mm-hmm. um th- there's something that is actually missing mm-hmm. there's a growth that is not happening mm-hmm. there's a movement that is not happening mm-hmm. so i need this light mm-hmm. so that this person can now choose 
mm-hmm. on his own, whether mm-hmm. it is going to be light, mm-hmm. whether it's going to be the darkness. Mm-hmm. Now with that, mm-hmm. I am now able to, 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 to help you mm-hmm. choose wisely mm-hmm. because I think God has given us that choice mm-hmm. to, to make a distinction between light and dark. Mm-hmm. So even in our own lives, there's the darkness, but now he gave us the light. So now we are able to choose um, uh, to move towards mm-hmm. the light mm-hmm. instead of the darkness. I'm not saying the darkness is bad because mm-hmm. we'll see time and time again that mm-hmm. there are seasons that need darkness mm-hmm. because uh, the darkness is needed for to make some processes come through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, But in that place, we cannot be complete mm-hmm. with darkness alone. Mm-hmm. We actually have to move mm-hmm. into the light. Mm-hmm. So that from there, mm-hmm. since it is good, we are now able to see the goodness that is not in the darkness. Because I think even how seeds germinate is that the first uh, process is that they have to go down. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, to the dark, mm-hmm. and then after a few uh, say days, mm-hmm. it comes to look for light. Yes. So there's there's something that is always born out of the process of being in darkness, mm-hmm. and the access of getting the light. Is outside a graduation to something that is of a higher uh, cause or a higher reality. Yeah. Now I go to this question: Is there a place that you get? It doesn't matter whether you you see light or darkness. Uh, can you because, repeat? Because because um, when you say that God gave us the two things or the two options to help us choose, and He's given us a free will to choose between darkness and light. Is there a space that you get into? It doesn't matter. You become above the choice. Whether it's dark or light, you you are light because of the truth. Ah, okay, yes. And that's, I now go back to my earlier point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you asked a question about truth and light. Yeah, can you say, is there a difference between uh, truth and light? Yes. Yeah. So now, uh, this this is how uh, I think we normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've you, you've gotten to a position where yes, mm-hmm. uh, I needed the, the darkness to germinate. Mm-hmm. Now there's light. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. But now what is beyond these two entities? Yeah. Now because you see, if if you go back to uh, to verse two, the last part it says, yeah. and the spirit of God was hovering yeah. over that. Mm-hmm. So the spirit of God was over mm-hmm. the darkness mm-hmm. without the presence of life, mm-hmm. light. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it means that God was actually mm-hmm. above and beyond mm-hmm. the light and mm-hmm. beyond the, 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 the darkness. Yeah. But now uh, I think normally we, as I said before, we just usually just are stuck yeah. like the, the, the teachers of the law yeah. at a certain point in time yeah. that we just want to live uh, to live uh, yeah. at a certain plateau, at a certain stage. Mm-hmm. At the, let me use stage. Yeah. Uh, where I'd say I was in the dark and now I'm living in the light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then what, what's, what's next? After, mm-hmm. after that? Is mm-hmm. there anything next? And you realize mm-hmm. most people don't even think mm-hmm. of if there's a next mm-hmm. after light. Yeah. It's, it's only that uh, if you ask a blind person mm-hmm. if there's light, mm-hmm. they'll tell you they only see darkness. But they can tell when the light is introduced. But they can tell. Yes. So does it mean they are living in darkness? No. Does it? Are they living in light? 
neither know. So you see, mm-hmm. for them, they they are not dependent on the light, mm-hmm. nor are they dependent on the darkness. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I usually want to use that as to say, there's something I think beyond mm-hmm. than what we have settled to, mm-hmm. and say that this is it. This mm-hmm. is the light. Now this is everything that I need. I don't think I need to go any other place or to transcend into other place because as my bible tells me the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the earth which was dark and void mm-hmm. so he was ho- hovering mm-hmm. over the darkness so mm-hmm. i'm trying to to think no he was not hovering mm-hmm. over the dark in the light mm-hmm. because there was no light mm-hmm. so where was the spirit of god mm-hmm. hovering so it it tells me already that the spirit of god was hovering mm-hmm. on something above and beyond what we just want to sense yeah i want to sense darkness and i want to sense light so if uh, if i would say that um what i'm getting from you is that we have fragmented um uh, we have fragmented light and darkness mm-hmm. uh, to be able to understand the complexity of god's truth mm-hmm. uh or the illustration of god to use light and darkness to illust- illustrate the complexity of his truth to our consciousness is why he fragmented the difference between light and darkness mm-hmm. but a man has settled on the logic of fragmentation and not to the transcending of the truth that comes after we've separated the two yes because god was using if i'm getting what you said god was using the difference of light and darkness to help us transcend to his spirit or to his truth. Yeah. But we have settled on the f- uh, on the difference or the or the division. So there comes to a place uh, if I use what you said that it doesn't matter where you are whether you see in light or you're in darkness as a blind man you always live in spirit and yes. in truth. Yeah. Now could it be and this way I, I came with uh, the topic about light and darkness in reference to morality could it be also that good and bad was a point of expressing the complexity of god's goodness mm-hmm. now that sounds a bit amorphous because i'm using good to define good, good yeah <laughs> but could it be that on the same scale that god was using light and darkness to express the depth of his magnanimity could he also be using good or bad to help us understand the righteousness of God. I think yes, um because if I am to to go back a bit uh, when I said we just usually take these two and put them together. Yeah. Okay, it's not wrong. Yeah. It's it's not wrong. It's, it's a point of reference. Yeah, it's a, I think yeah, it's a point of of reference yeah. for someone to get to that point of understanding. Yeah. But when you get to that point of understanding what next mm-hmm. you 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 have to go deeper you, you just don't uh stare at the surface and say now this is deep enough mm-hmm. how do you know you're deep mm-hmm. so for that point mm-hmm. yes uh good and bad mm-hmm. and uh when when i'm looking at it um as that as well it's mm-hmm. a point of reference yeah. as well for god to help us mm-hmm. to get to that first point of understanding mm-hmm. i think it is it is it is needed Mm-hmm. it is needed mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. uh as a child is taught to to speak yeah is the same way 
that we are taught on these on matters of faith yes. and spirituality. Yes, yes, yes. But when a child is taught to say mama or say dada, mm-hmm. they they don't just stop there. They continue mm-hmm. and even to an extent learn five languages, yeah. six, yeah. 12, depending on the so ability. What yeah. would you say has made man to settle on the division or the fragmentation of expressions? Uh, outright laziness. Are you sure? Yeah, it's because uh we I don't think you you see um normally this is how we 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 want to reason things you out. You see also that mind that is expressing uh, its uh, laziness, it's also fragmenting it to the opposite of hard work. Uh, the, the reason is no, I'm not using in reference to hard work. No, I'm saying the the mind that is using laziness to express the condition of man settling at the fragmentation of the expressions uh, what's the opposite of laziness it's working hard probably yeah okay it's relative or let me say it's seeking okay yeah say seeking so the opposite of uh, the why man has remained to be the same uh, is laziness mm-hmm. uh, instead of seeking yes Okay. That's that's what I don't mean it in in in, in, in terms of hard work. work. Okay. Because I I might be very hard working, uh, hard working in seeking the wrong things. Yes. Okay, so that that's why I I'm, I'm saying yeah. and I was trying to explain it this way that we have settled for people yeah to tell us yeah. instead of us going out yeah to seek. Yes. Now you see the same ability that that person has yeah. is the same ability that I have. Yeah. But we will wait, we will yeah. sit back and yeah. say so and so yeah. will go do it. Yeah. Then come tell me yeah. what I need to know. Yeah. What about myself? Mm-hmm. W- what about me? Well, how am I going to change? Yeah. How am I going to move? Will I continually mm-hmm. wait for this one person mm-hmm. to go out mm-hmm. do their research? Mm-hmm learn mm-hmm. more on things mm-hmm. and then come back and tell me or am i the one who's actually going to take this challenge mm-hmm. upon myself and go out mm-hmm. i'll give this instance uh, a friend of mine used to send me um whatsapp i think whatsapp messages yeah. i think every morning yeah. every morning every single morning about what uh it was different different things okay, um okay. so and i think after a while yeah. I, i i became complacent because i used to to tell myself I don't have to 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 go out and seek because yeah. I know this guy will send me something mm. in the morning so oh, it was in reference with the scripture or yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so it's mm-hmm. I, I sit back yeah. wait in the morning because I'm 100% sure this mm-hmm. person will send something mm-hmm. and for sure they mm-hmm. send something yeah. and I would encourage them mm-hmm. continue sending me these things mm-hmm. they are really helping me are you are you sure were you lazy or were you in the moment of darkness Uh okay both. this is this is <laughs> <laughs> this is why yeah. this is how I knew I was lazy yeah because one 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 point in time he he told me yeah I am waiting now yeah for you to send me something yeah and at that point in time I realized yeah I have never sent him anything mm-hmm. I usually sit back mm-hmm. and wait for him to uh to send me something But so at least you commit to read at least i read that's, yeah that's, okay that's yeah. hard work uh, 
Yeah. How is that? <laughs> it, it's hard work. In expression, you'd say you, you have committed to read. Okay, so if I say if yeah. I say that is hard work, yeah. then I'm, I'm very hard working at reading newspapers. <laughs> I'm very hard working at yeah. listening to news articles yes, yes. and items. Yes. I am hard working at uh, storytelling, I yeah. think. Yeah. But when it comes to some certain aspects, I don't go beyond. Okay, so you've sent me this a portion of scripture yeah. John 3:16 yes i've read it yes then what i don't think about it mm-hmm. i don't meditate on it mm-hmm. i don't go beyond thinking what mm-hmm. this portion of scripture was actually saying mm-hmm. or or telling me but i will wait mm-hmm. uh for this person mm-hmm. to tell me yeah. then give this excuse that mm-hmm. he is a man of god yeah what what about myself I don't you think that uh if i'm getting um let me first of all rephrase uh, this if i'm getting um more about what you're talking about is that man has found convenience in um uh, or man has equated convenience to understanding of truth or light mm, convenience in this way uh since i go to church on sunday i go to Oh, uh, this Bible study or so and so sends me the scripture, or I read the Bible every day. Because mm-hmm. you know, you can also be reading the Bible every day, but the extract of the truth yes. is very different. Yes, there is um, the convenience of reading and keeping the story right that I'm that I, I'm I reading. Read, I read the Bible every day, yeah. and there's reading and getting the revelation. Yes or the light inside um the bible that leads to the truth yeah. so maybe the convenience that we found is on the routine okay yes and that's what partly you're defining as laziness yes we've attached uh, the routine to equate it to seek mm-hmm. uh but now we've come up to understand that uh there is two lights mm-hmm. actually i think in genesis 1:16 God made two great lights, mm. one to govern the day and one to, to govern the night. The night. Yeah. And uh, and I keep on wondering, um, one light, or this is my exposition on it, one light was to help us to see with the eyes, mm. and the other was to help us uh, to see uh, spiritually. Mm-hmm. But we have committed to a convenience of seeking uh to what we can see with the eyes mm. hence that uh, version I'm a form of uh reading the bible every day as a routine and saying I get it yeah. I know scriptures but by quoting not by living in it yeah. or not through revelation so what does it take for us to be revealed or to get into the light that God created the second form of light uh first of all I think for 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 someone to actually to get to that point of realization mm. first of all th- th- there's something that prompted you yeah to get to that point yeah uh and uh it it was just you you just want you just seek more yeah um to understand mm-hmm. whatever was on the surface now mm-hmm. you you chose to sink deep and i believe whoever chooses to sink deep mm-hmm. to dig deep uh uh will will find whatever they are looking for yeah because um okay even god tells us in his word if <laughs> if he if you draw near to him yeah he draws near to you yeah. now this drawing is not me mm-hmm. sitting with my bible mm-hmm. every day yeah 
reading Genesis to Revelation mm-hmm. and praying five hours a day. Mm-hmm. I don't think that covers mm-hmm. a point of um that's of, still not enough. Th- I don't think that's that that is what is intended because if I I like using this person as a as an example, mm-hmm. uh, Enoch walked with God mm-hmm. for three hundred years mm-hmm. until he was no more. Mm-hmm. He walked. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's there's a difference between mm-hmm. uh, praying, mm-hmm. reading God's word, mm-hmm. and and looking at it as if God is some far away being mm-hmm. that I just look unto God, mm-hmm. I come to God, mm-hmm. I you know there's all these actions that we want to put mm-hmm. together in this mm-hmm. box, yeah. but I'm looking at it if I am walking, mm-hmm. what more am I doing? Yeah. What, what what is the extra thing yeah. that I'm doing? And um, I'll just use this as an as a point of reference, mm-hmm. not to be quoted and say, you see, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. But if you have a friend, mm-hmm. every day yeah. you walk with this friend, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. There are some things that you'll know mm-hmm. from your friend without them even telling you mm-hmm. physically, yeah. without telling you verbally mm-hmm. and verbally. You will just know mm-hmm. uh, and whoever asks you how mm-hmm. did you know this about this person yeah you just say i just knew yeah and i think that is the point of reference where we mm-hmm. suppose we are supposed to get to mm-hmm. we we usually just want to live in the, the the point where we get to um i read the word and it is there so mm-hmm. if it is not in the word it is not there mm-hmm. i'm thinking how then are you going to move beyond mm-hmm. uh if if god tells you to do something mm-hmm. how how will you know it's the voice of god mm-hmm. if you are not working with him now you will start con- you will start uh, coming to people mm-hmm. going to people and 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 the thing is you you will get even more confused mm-hmm. because you will go to very many people mm-hmm. trying to seek whatever is uh whatever you need to understand but the right way to do it you mm-hmm. haven't even done it you're mm-hmm. even moving farther mm-hmm. and farther away from even going to the source because if i if my phone breaks down right now i'm going to go to the phone manufacturer mm-hmm. and ask how to to do it i'm not going to go to a different brand of phone mm-hmm. and and tell them make my phone mm-hmm. you see but i think mostly that is how we we usually do it and uh, instead of walking and going back to seek more mm-hmm. from whoever created you mm-hmm. to give you that understanding that you need. Mm-hmm. So if I get to that point, mm-hmm. number one, I'll know that whatever communication mm-hmm. that will come to me, mm-hmm. I will know. It won't. It, it, it does not need to be verbal. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might be unverbal. It, mm-hmm. Non-verbal, it might be um, uh, uh, something I might see in a vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it might be something someone might tell me mm-hmm. it might be a dream it might be nature mm-hmm. so there are so many avenues mm-hmm. that i think god can use mm-hmm. to get to us mm-hmm. to give us the point of understanding that we're actually seeking but once he comes to us we need to commit to something that is beyond yes that now um just to move beyond and go back to where we had started about uh, good and bad and morality i would ask you what is actually really good what is really good yeah what is good <laughs> what is good um because if we're able to answer what is good then we're gonna answer what bad is 
really what is bad okay for me currently i'd say i'd, I'd be biased to answer that question why uh the reason is um for me when i think about good um there, there are so many things that will uh not get me to the real aspect of good and i might end up thinking mm. of good as per my own thoughts mm-hmm. and i think when it comes to some things of that nature uh there, there's a conditioning there's a way of life that uh i am accustomed to mm. that every day i try to learn and and learn some other things mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the biggest portions I, i'd say in my life that when i think of good when i think of not even good or bad yeah. let me even go lower in air quotes yeah Uh, when i hear of somebody telling me yeah. that this is a very sad thing mm. i usually try to think of what is actually even sad mm. and i never even use the word sad anymore i realize i stopped using sad i just mm. say this is a this is a situation mm-hmm. that has come mm-hmm. but uh, i realized for, from my point of reference mm-hmm. i'd say this is sad mm-hmm. based it has a point of reference mm-hmm. i'd say it is sad because it is not happy mm-hmm. it is sad because it is not joyful mm-hmm. so there's a point of understanding that i really tried to come out of mm-hmm. and i'd say for once i succeeded when it comes to the sad part but now mm-hmm. when it comes to good or bad mm-hmm. uh for me i think currently it's a, it's it's a it's a point of me trying to also seek uh the reference or though to get a new angling point for me to say now this is what is described as good and this is actually mm-hmm. what is described as so bad can you have can you have good without expectations good without expectations currently right now it it will uh, mean yeah uh i'd say yes okay let me just uh, to answer that i'd say yes Mm-hmm. you can have good without expectations how because if you do not live in a world of expectations mm-hmm. then it means that there's something that you're living beyond you, you're not waiting you're not waiting for something to define you as good to define this as good or to define this as bad because if i say mm-hmm. i am expecting something good to happen mm-hmm. and then the opposite happens mm-hmm. and that's air quotes then i'd say that is bad mm-hmm. but if i am to say that there's um i i am i am just i i am just in flow mm-hmm. okay yeah if i am just in flow mm-hmm. then there are some certain things that will come to me yeah. that are actually going to surprise me mm-hmm. because i did not expect them yeah but if i am living in that point of expectation then it means at certain points then i'll be disappointed so when god created the light mm-hmm. and so it was good i'm just uh, supporting your answer uh and god created in genesis 1 he created a lot of things and he said it was good are they good because uh it's god who created them mm-hmm. or which good is god really talking about because i find it that the good is talking is not the absence of bad yeah neither is it the presence of bad there is a good that supersedes the bad and the good and the good in that reference to logic of human perception now going to when i ask what is actually really genuinely what do we say is good mm-hmm. 
is it to the standard of man or is it to the standard of god uh, because to the standard of man is still so limiting mm. with the access of the light or the truth the one that has been able to be given to mm-hmm. and that's why i say i take your point of that you can be biased on it yeah because there's a dimension you can have accessed that I have not probably accessed mm. and that defines your good at the moment mm-hmm. it's okay yeah but there is a universal good somewhere mm-hmm. which is uh, shown in god's uh, creation yeah in reference to that um what was god really saying that was good because i don't believe it was the absence of bad or the presence of bad what was that good i don't think it was the absence because you you you're looking at he did not reference the night as bad yeah actually everything mm-hmm. i'd say everything god created was good yes um if 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 we distort yeah whatever god has given mm-hmm. then i think that makes it bad yes because i think now if let's say if i come with my own biases yes. god has given me something in my own hands mm-hmm. and uh, i say now this is not good mm-hmm. then number one, i'd say it is I, i'm distorting whatever god has given me mm-hmm. and i think that is uh how what 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 actually happens yeah. because if i if in the end he created everything and said uh it is good yeah then i come and say this is not created as par a certain standard as par a certain whatever it is mm-hmm. then it it means for me i am just being biased yeah. in whatever god created yes. but as you're saying i believe there's something that is above and beyond yeah actually our own understanding yes we have not even understood mm-hmm. whatever god meant when, when he said, said good now does god have expectation um, to give it a point of reference mm-hmm. did he create the tree with an expectation then he said it was good when it met his expectation i don't think so, so if god, don't god doesn't so. have expectation uh, he has given us something called uh, logic called knowledge uh-huh. to help us have a base point uh-huh. of his expectation because um, just to uh, extrapolate on the pub, the understanding of the expression or the explanation mm-hmm. of good and bad uh when i say something is bad is not the absence of good mm-hmm. um in fact i don't think there is something that god created or god explained in the bible and said that is bad mm-hmm. but the knowledge that is given us is at a point of fragmenting things for us to understand mm-hmm. then after we've understood it's supposed to transcend us to the good you're talking about mm-hmm. now uh if, if if you say god does not have expectation why did he create and said it was good what was his reference of good okay uh, he created them because th- the question you're asking does it mean something good is when it has started doing its uh, its purpose mm-hmm. uh, i think god then mm-hmm. had his own reference mm-hmm. i'd say god had his own point of reference uh let let me use this for example mm-hmm. in john i think it's john 15 when he says i am the vine yeah and you are the branches yes uh whoever does not bear wh- whichever branch that does not bear fruit mm. will be cut off will be cut off yeah so why is it being cut off mm-hmm. if there's no reference mm-hmm. So I think when God specifically when it comes to his good mm-hmm. I think there is his 
he his good has his own reference mm-hmm. that we ought to understand mm-hmm. where is it coming from because if if this particular branch mm-hmm. that was supposed to bear fruit is not bearing fruit how did you know it's not bearing fruit what did you look at mm-hmm. how how what uh and the, we are even given the fruits of the holy spirit how did i know what mm-hmm. fruits are supposed to be given mm-hmm. if i did not have a reference uh, i would say that uh, god being all knowing mm-hmm. uh, in describing the character of god we say he's omniscient yeah. which is he's all knowing mm-hmm. so there is a knowing that is beyond the knowledge based form of uh knowledge mm-hmm. or knowing so Uh, his his reference i would say he's in, in himself okay him in himself okay is uh, i think there's a place that says is the author and the finisher of faith and salvation mm. he's the beginning of the reference mm. and the end of the reference yeah. so if god comes and says that it is good whatever is good to god's standard mm. is a full completion yeah. to man's understanding yeah so if i'm able to come close to mm. understand God's goodness mm-hmm. then I'm complete to his stature. Another reference point that you said is um whatever is good is also equated to the object thing person coming to fulfillment to its purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's God's goodness is equated to functionality of the item or thing to his purpose. Mm-hmm. So I think um there is a place that um I think I don't know which verse it's a very popular verse that says God is called uh, those who are good according to his purpose his purpose for them. Mm-hmm. So if God created us for a purpose and then we align ourselves to that purpose mm-hmm. then we become good because we've completed mm-hmm. uh, we've been completed in God's goodness mm. not in man's goodness. So uh, just to go beyond that and say if God does not have expectation Uh, if I would say that in quotes um where do we base our expectations from and can i say those expectations of man is equals to desires because most of the time we we equate expectations with uh, or we say our expectations are our desires and the vice versa that our desires are our expectations i'll, I'll even ask why why do we need expectations it's it's not us that you need it's our it's our minds our consciousness needs a reference point the reason why logic is weak it can't live on its own without a point of reference mm-hmm. so the reason why we would, I would say we need um, expectation is for our uh, for the purpose of our consciousness it cannot live without a point of anchor okay uh, yeah a point of anchor yes yeah. but now when it comes to i think uh for me when it comes to expectations i think it it depends on on various things yeah. because if uh if you set an expectation yeah for me yes and and i and i do not get to your expectation mm-hmm. does that mean where does that leave me yeah it leaves you to a point of realizing more about uh, my expectation maybe mm-hmm. by biasness mm-hmm. but also on the account of me being myself mm-hmm. or not discredit you for not meeting my expectation mm-hmm. your your best Mm-hmm. will be my understanding whatever you do out mm-hmm. of your way to get to the best level of you mm-hmm. that's where i'll understand so then that even if it doesn't meet mm-hmm. my expectation so then that means you don't need an expectation in the first place that means i have a reference that is beyond and above the expectation which i would equate it to desire but if i also if if i put it this way if i uh okay there's a desire uh, i'd say if 
if two people have desires that mm-hmm. clash, mm-hmm. whose desire is above the other? Uh, for purposes of expression, we'd say uh, we can use that uh-huh. to say there is a desire that is well, there is one that is above and there is one that is below. Okay. For purposes of expression, we'll uh-huh. use that. Uh-huh. For purpose of expressing the truth, uh-huh. I'd say none. Okay. Because truth does not have levels. So then that means we'll actually even the the, the truth is me living without those desires and without those expectations then. Um yeah, no. We we need we need the expectations and desires. Why? Because there's a law mm-hmm. that is of earth mm-hmm. that the soul needs mm-hmm. to exist on earth. Mm-hmm. There's a law that needs desire for my soul or consciousness for it to exist on earth. Mm-hmm. So for me to do away with that is to kill the soul. Mm-hmm. And once my soul is dead, it's as equating my body is dead. But if I am living in the truth that is above the expectations, then it means I ought to live in that realm uh, that is above the, the, and beyond. The, the, the reason why I'd say for, we would, we'd use the expression bit of uh, saying mm. there is expectations and desires is in reference to helping the consciousness to meet the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. My fragmentation of the expression is an aid to mm-hmm. help me come close to God's righteousness. So I'll not remain at the point that says um, uh, this is my expectation or this is my desire. Mm-hmm. I'll go even above and seek more of what God's desire is. Okay. So so mostly, I think then mostly, I, I, I'd be safe to say mostly we are stuck at the expectations. We are stuck at saying uh, that if you do not get to my expectations, then you fail. True, because when I asked whether God has expectations, that's a part of what there is man's expectation and there is God's expectation. Mm-hmm. So the question should be now, what does God expect of us? Yeah. Or what is God's even desires? Does he even have desires? Because <laughs> if he wills for us, then he means there's a will in us for him. Like there's something he expects of us. I think in line then with that, I'd mm. say then, yes, God will have expectations, yeah. but yeah. which are in line mm-hmm. with your purpose. Yeah. Because if you are out of purpose, mm-hmm. then you're not on God's expectations. Mm-hmm. But if you are on your purpose, mm-hmm. then you're on God's expectation because he expects us mm-hmm. to live a purposeful life. I think I think that is where I'd say then mm-hmm. uh, I'd be convinced to say God has expectations and his expectations are us to find our purpose mm-hmm. and live in line with our purpose. Because once we are on that track, then it means we are, we are above and beyond all the earthly um, nitty gritties. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and by purpose, I don't mean mm-hmm. that I play the guitar very well, mm-hmm. then that's my purpose. Now, mm-hmm. th- that's where I'm supposed to live at. Mm-hmm. I think it has to go deeper mm-hmm. and uh, at, at, a level, at a level where it is, the purpose does not only feed me. Mm-hmm. but it feeds everybody and the, the the goal is actually to feed the entire world. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, just to uh, go back and answer our questions. So there is a light that is above the light. Yes. And there is darkness that is beyond the darkness. Yes. And then there is good that is beyond good yes. and bad that is beyond bad. Yes. So uh, wha- what's the essence of uh, good or bad? And what's the essence of using the illustration of light and dark? Why, why do we need them? 
um as i said before i think it it was just the first point of us to get to an understanding as mm-hmm. i used the illustration of a child mm-hmm. um it was a very good point of us to get to an understanding point and build an understanding from th- there from there so i it think was, it's a foundation yeah, to something yeah greater. it's a foundation to something that is greater okay then after that now now we are able mm. to go beyond because we cannot go beyond if we do not know which beyond we are going towards mm. because i think god wanted to put his beyond in place mm-hmm. so as you said he is the beginning and the end mm-hmm. so we if we start this beginning mm-hmm. on a different place mm-hmm. we'll get to a different ending mm-hmm. but we want to start our beginning and the foundation on that aspect that is of god mm-hmm. and end with god because uh, it's true true because where a man's mind comes to an end is where god's wisdom begins yes so uh i think uh, for for today we're gonna be doing a wind up on that topic so i'd love you to give me like the last uh, uh lesson you'd love us to carry home about uh light and darkness and uh morality in general because i think the two are in reference point to help us come closer to uh, god's uh, righteousness um i'd say for us number one i know we read our bibles i know we pray yeah but i'd say there's there's more beyond that because um giving a, a very good example yeah. use this as an expression mm-hmm. you can just take a single line yeah. or a single verse yes. and build your life around it mm-hmm. and even transform and transcend beyond someone who just reads for the sake of reading yeah. you know don't don't be like a pharisee don't be like a scribe yeah. who just hoarded i call it hoarding it's yeah. hoarding of scripture because you're not even using it mm-hmm. and and by using it i'm not saying when i come to you uh, with a cough mm-hmm. you just quote out a, a scripture for me and say mm-hmm. that will heal you no that, that's that's that won't heal me yeah there's a deeper understanding when you understand whatever god has already inscribed mm-hmm. and you now take whatever has mm-hmm. been written and it transforms you now yeah then you yeah. become uh you you give out Mm-hmm. um fresh word yeah it we, we we shouldn't make it a point of reference just to mm-hmm. stay at the same level you have been year in year out if someone comes to you for help you have no idea how to help him or her yet you claim you read the scripture mm-hmm. so it means the scriptures have not even transformed you first of all mm-hmm. they have not uh, made you better yeah but you have just hoarded scripture for, so for me it's just a, a point of walking with god mm-hmm. uh, and meditating mm-hmm. on the word of god and by that i mean not not just storing scriptures in your mind and saying that you're meditating mm-hmm. but going beyond seeking more what yeah. does this tell me how am mm-hmm. i supposed to live with this in mind yeah. how am i going to help someone else yeah to to move beyond this yeah and uh lastly how is it going to help me be a fruitful person in whatever aspect of life yeah yeah thank you very much for joining us today for the podcast uh, we have one amazing daniel nzai here with us 
uh, the faith economists. Um, <laughs> Thank of, you very of, much of, for of having the, me. Of this generation. <laughs> so I'm going to end with uh, one quote that I had written um, a few days ago. Morality is based on the law of choice. God is based on the law of truth. You know truth when you reveal it. You don't have to have faith to know the truth. You are truth because you are made in truth. And for that ends our today's podcast on At One Life uh, podcast with me, DJ Barnes, uh, the pastor who mixes truths. Uh, we used to mix. Uh, <laughs> there's another story we're gonna tell you in the coming days that uh, we hanged the headphones, both Dan and I. Now we mix the truth. <laughs> we stopped DJing for a while, but thank you very much for joining us today. Until next time, thank you so much.